Welcome to Weekly Wisdom from Jubilee Circle. We teach the common wisdom of love and unity that is found in all mainstream religions, metaphysical teachings, mysticism, and inspired secular and religious writers and teachers throughout the ages. Our goal is to help you connect with your higher divine self and transform from the inside out so you can become a force for love and transformation in the world. Each week, we bring you wisdom from our founding spiritual director, Reverend Candice Shalhoub, and other guest speakers. We hope you enjoy this week's Words of Wisdom. Over the past 12 years of speaking here at Jubilee Circle, I think I have done sermons on requested topics or requested songs. I had a guy say, here's a song, build a sermon around that song. I'm like, oh, challenge accepted. (laughs) So I've only done that a few times. Um, And today is one of those rare request days. Todd Hoppock asked if I would do a talk on how to plan for the future. Because, you know, we talk a lot here at Jubilee Circle about the present moment. But what about the future, Todd wanted to know. How do we plan for that? So today, just by a show of hands, let's take a poll. How many of you believe that by the end of this celebration, you're going to have a clear roadmap on how to map out your future goals, be they about jobs, relationships, or retirement on sunny beaches? Clear roadmap. I'm confident in oh, you. Oh, y'all are going to be so disappointed. <laughs> How many oh, believe I will instead give back. you a bunch of woo-woo mumbo-jumbo that's not very helpful Ooh. at all? <laughs> uh, they're both true. <laughs> and but So how many believe that I will give you some good, solid spiritual guidance, but it's going to be completely up to you whether you incorporate it into your life or ignore it altogether? Yes, okay. <laughs> You've been here before. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I'm going to try to lean into that third option, but I hope to also offer some practical guidance and mix it in, mix in as much woo-woo as we can stand, right? Okay. <laughs> so yeah, all three, all three. Overall, though, the one main point that I want to make through make throughout this morning is this. While the present moment is a powerful place to be in regard to how your future unfolds, your past can override anything different that you may plan for your future. In other words, when it comes to your future, the past always has the power to invade the present and make sure that your future is just more of the same. So, This morning, I'm going to try to give you the power, yes, to live in the present moment, but without your past, so that your future will be one that will make you say, oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. Hear these wise and holy words. Course in Miracles, chapter 13. Time can release as well as imprison, depending on whose interpretation of it you use. Past, present, and future are not (laughs) continuous unless you force continuity on them. You can perceive them as continuous and make them so for you, but do not be deceived and then believe that this is how it is. For to believe reality is what you would have it to be according to your use for it is delusional. You would destroy time's continuity by breaking it into past, present, and future for your own purposes. You would anticipate the future on the basis of your past experience and plan for it accordingly. Yet by doing so, you are aligning past and future and not allowing the miracle which could intervene between them to free you to be born again. If you accept your function in the world of time as one of healing, you will emphasize only the aspect of time in which healing can occur. Healing cannot be accomplished in the past. It must be accomplished in the present to release the future. From Buddhist monk and author Thanissaro Bhikkhu, The present moment is never simply to be accepted as it is. Because part of it is constructed in the present, it can always be improved. 
It can even be turned into the path to the end of suffering. But because it's always under construction, it's at best only the path, never the goal. The present is like a house that constantly needs repair, not just because it keeps disintegrating right before your eyes, never to return, (laughs) but also because it's on fire with the flames of suffering. The path of practice is not meant to keep you in the house. Its function is to help you find the way out. And from author and teacher Joe Dispenza, the act of closing your eyes and mentally rehearsing what you're about to do begins to install the neurological hardware in your brain to look like you've already done it. Now the brain is no longer a record of the past, it's now a map to the future. And if you keep hitting that hardware over and over again, the hardware is going to become a software program. And who knows, you just may start acting like a happy person. There's no magic there. You're actually following suit of how you primed your brain. And then if you said, well, listen, I'm not going to wait for my healing to feel gratitude. I'm not going to wait for my new relationship to feel love. I'm going to actually teach my body emotionally what that future feels like before it happens. Now, this is a big turnaround for a lot of people because we're so reliant on the outer world to change our inner world. These are wise and holy words. Thanks Thanks be to the holy. All creation is holy word. All All creation creation speaks speaks volumes of the holy. holy. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. Breathe deeply. If you're at all like me, sometimes you may find yourself wishing you could go back in time. Say 20, 30 years ago, depending on how old you are. (laughs) And sit down with your younger self and have a chat about their future. I imagine what it would be like to go back 20 or so years to my old self when I was living in Atlanta, working at CNN, see myself again as that cynical, angry person that I was back in that time. Because, you know, I'd like to tell her a thing or two. I don't know that my past self would actually believe everything that I would tell her, including that she would be living in South Carolina. That would get a laugh leading a spiritual community that she founded. Oh, that would get a laugh, too. Married to an amazingly beautiful and talented woman. She'd like that part. (laughs) And living in a house and community that, at that moment, she really could only dream about. I think the point where she would know that it was all bunk was when I first said, oh, you're living in South Carolina. (laughs) No. Okay. No, seriously. Really. Where are you from? (laughs) But here I am, I'm doing all those things that were never on my radar 20 or so years ago. None of this was my plan for the future, which is why the line from this Talking Heads song that begins, and you may find yourself, (laughs) seems perfect. Because that's often how our future unfolds. We simply wake up one day and we find ourselves in some reality that we hadn't even dreamed about. And I've found that usually, whenever I find myself this way, it's better than anything I could have ever cooked up. It doesn't always happen that way. Of course, sometimes you may find yourself living in a shotgun shack in another part of the world, and you're not happy about it. And so often we may ask ourselves, well, how did I get here? We may not want to be where we are. We may be looking for a way out. 
And this jubilance is how time works in the bodily world, according to A Course in Miracles. Time, our reading from chapter 13 begins today, can release as well as imprison, depending on whose interpretation of it you use. The ego, of course, says, uses time chronologically. So it gives us this apparent reality that time only moves forward, never backward, but it's always forward in a linear fashion. The ego convinces us that the past is something that we should be dwelling on, even though the definition of suffering is wishing that we had a different past. Right? A course tells us that we destroy time's continuity by breaking it into past, present, and future for your own purposes. That purpose, of course, is to just keep us identifying with the past, because when we do, the future continues to repeat the past. If, however, we can accept that our function in this world is one of healing, healing ourselves, because that heals the world around us, when we remember our unity with ourselves, God, and everyone we see, if we use time that way, then time creates miracles. If you accept your function in the world of time as one of healing, of course, reminds us, you will emphasize only the aspect of time in which healing can occur. Healing cannot be accomplished in the past. You can't go back and do anything about what's been done. It must be accomplished in the present to release the future, of course, says. This interpretation, it says, ties the future to the present and extends the present rather than the past. In other words, if you want your future to be different from your past, you got to examine what's happening right now. Are you spending this present moment ruminating on the past? Are you spending this present moment regretting something you did in the past? Are you spending this present moment wishing something from the past had worked out differently? Are you finding yourself in this moment with any manner of fear, grievance, anxiety, or regret? If so, I can predict your future because it's going to look a lot like your past. The Holy Spirit, though, Holy Spirit uses time differently according to a course because it wants us to release, he wants to release us from time into eternity. And this is why we emphasize the present so much because as a course says, now is the closest approximation of eternity that this world offers. It is in the reality of now without past or future that the beginning of the appreciation of eternity lies for only now is here. Only now presents the opportunities for the holy encounters in which salvation can be found. This moment, jubilance, offers us so much more than an opportunity to plan for some future that the ego says will make you happy. This present moment offers you a glimpse into eternity. This present moment is an ongoing opportunity to awaken to the healing of our mind that takes us off the ego's treadmill of time and puts us into the Holy Spirit's right use of time that creates an entirely new future based on the joy, peace, and love that we find in every moment. It's available. It's there. No matter what's happening, whatever the circumstance is. So if you can surrender to life and allow it to unfold, instead of forcing your own ego-based and rather arbitrary ideas of what you would see as a bright future upon it, you may find yourself in a whole new world 
that your ego never even dreamed of. Because you will find yourself in a future that has absolutely nothing to do with your past. Breathe deeply. I can hear what you're thinking. That's a skill I have. That's lovely, preacher. That's just lovely. But seriously, how do I plan for my future? Stop all the woo-woo. Okay, I'm going to tell you how. Do you want to take notes? It's one sentence. This is how you plan your future. Stop planning your circumstances. Stop planning your circumstances. Because this is how the ego uses time. It gives us ideas of a future where our circumstances appear better than they are right now. So when we plan for the future, what do we plan for? We plan for a better job. We plan for a better home. We plan for a better neighborhood, a better set of friends, a family that acts like we want them to, a government that acts like we want it to, a world that doesn't trigger us or make us sad or angry. In other words, we plan for a more comfortable world for our bodies to exist in. And honestly, there's really nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's okay. We're here. We're here in this world. It's nothing wrong with wanting the journey to be easy and the burden to be light. Nothing wrong. But we may find ourselves in an alien place. Well, this is not my beautiful house or our large automobile. <laughs> we discover that we really don't know how anything here works at all. If I went back to myself 20 some odd years ago, I don't think I would even recognize myself because I'm not that person anymore. I have become a completely different person. And this jubilance is really how you get a different future. You become a different person. The person you are now, if you're still dwelling in your past, will simply create more of the same in the future. You can only create a different future when you put aside the grievances, the anxiety, the disappointments, even the joys of your past, and surrender to what wants to emerge in the world through you right now. That slate needs to be clean in this moment. You need to be willing and aware to see what new thing is coming up for you in this moment. That spirit wants to offer the world through you. Years ago, I had opportunities that didn't seem all that great, like coming to South Carolina. What? <laughs> but all of these opportunities arose. I didn't go searching for a different future. I surrendered to opportunities that came up for me and allowed whatever was trying to emerge from me to come through me. And here you are. Here you are. I have manifested everyone in this room into my experience. Not the future I had imagined for myself, but I love it. Who wouldn't? It's beautiful. It's great. It hasn't been easy. It's still not easy. Creating my present, which was my future back then, involved some hard things. It involved the uncertainty of moving to a state I thought I'd never want to live in. <laughs> I'm not leaving. I'm, I'm, I'm here now. The excitement of a new job, the growing pains of a spiritual community, the pain of a divorce, the excitement of a new relationship. Not all of my present moments were fun. 
But the present moment is always trying to move you forward since, as Buddhist monk Thanissaro Bhikkhu says, the present is always collapsing in on itself since it's on fire with the flames of all of the suffering that we cling to from our past and the suffering we imagine might be in our future. The present moment, though, is always trying to help you escape the flames of suffering. We suffer whenever we live any moment in fear or anxiety or depression or try to recapture the feeling of some past moment you thought was great. This is how we create a future of continued suffering. If, however, you are living every present moment from a space of love, from a space of trust and curiosity and awareness and anticipation of those new opportunities, those new things trying to emerge through you, you will move forward into a higher consciousness. You will become a different person, another better version of yourself that can create a future that this vision of yourself now can't even do can't even see it, can't fathom it. So here's the key, jubilance, to creating a future different from the ones you have had before. Stop focusing on changing your circumstances. They will always change. They will change whether you do anything or not. Stop. It's not about your circumstances. Start focusing on changing your vibration. Start focusing on changing who you are, how you live and move and have your being in the world. It doesn't mean you don't save for a rainy day or your retirement. It doesn't mean you don't consider moving or changing jobs or whatever you're thinking might make your future different from your past futures. What it means is you understand circumstances are never, ever, ever permanent. What is permanent is your higher divine self. And it is always asking you to evolve, to become joyful, to be in this present moment without all the crap from the past. You don't even remember it right anyway. Everybody's got their own story. It's not important. Leave it behind. Be in the present moment with a willingness to be aware of all the possibilities that are right here, right now, for you to grow and change become a better and better and more aware and more spiritually deep and wide person. And that involves surrendering to this moment, listening deeply for its guidance and remembering who you are, an innocent, beloved child of God who is here to learn how to forgive and become nothing for ultimate and unconditional love. You can begin to allow that higher self to emerge, says author Joe Dispenza, by using your mind to rehearse the future you want. We don't do this by rehearsing circumstances, though. We do this by envisioning how you want to feel in your future. And who knows, Dispenza says, you might start acting like a happy person. There's no magic there. You're actually following suit of how you've primed your brain. And then if you say, well, listen, I'm not going to wait for my healing to feel gratitude. I'm not going to wait for my new relationship to feel love. I'm going to actually teach my body emotionally what that future feels like before it happens. About 15 years ago, I started this visualization practice that one of my teachers had suggested. And I, I'm going to tell you the circumstances of this vision. I was living in Asheville. 
I was in the I was in downtown at the drum circle, sitting there with my dog and uh, someone that I love, and I was just having the time of my life, and I had this elaborate vision of where I would be. And as you can see, the circumstances of that just never really worked out. Doggone it. But here's what did happen. I became the person that was in my visualization. That Candace was happy. That Candace felt free. That Candace knew that she was safe. That Candace knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that she was an innocent, beloved child of God who was eternally taken care of. That Candace had done the work of releasing the baggage of her past and was living each moment in joy with an inner peace that no outer circumstances could shake or disturb. So the circumstances of the vision, nah, didn't happen. But the deeply peaceful Candace in that vision, I can tell you, she is more present now than ever before. She's still who I aspire to keep becoming. And if I continue to hold that vision, then the future that I allow the holy to create through me and for me will be beyond any set of circumstances my ego can tempt me with. Jubilance, if in this moment you are asking yourself, well, how did I get here? And you see the future as same as it ever was, I invite you to begin using time differently. Use it to release you instead of imprison you. If you, as a Course says, accept your function in this world as one of healing, which is healing your own mind, because as you heal your own mind, you heal the mind of the world, then you will find release from your ego's past infested future and step into a miraculous future that is beyond what the ego can imagine. So I invite you this week, Jubilance, begin using your mind to imagine your future, not with a focus on the circumstances that the ego swears is going to make you happy, but with a focus on becoming that totally different person who already feels free, who is already joyful, who is already peaceful and happy and unconditionally loving. This moment, this moment is always on fire with your suffering. But that's how this moment is attempting to move you forward. To evolve you into the reality of who you are. You are peace. You are love. You are joy. So I invite you to surrender to this moment. Allow it to show you what is trying to emerge from you into the world. And surrender to those opportunities that come your way. Because if you do... The holy will transform you from someone who drags their past suffering into the future all the time into someone who uses time to release the past and create a whole and healed, peaceful, and happy future. And that's one that is going to make you say, Oh, yeah. Thank you for joining us for Weekly Wisdom from Jubilee Circle. 
If you enjoyed the program, we hope that you'll support us by leaving a good review of this podcast wherever you download your shows. We also hope you'll support us in other ways, either by becoming a subscriber to our YouTube channel and our weekly newsletter, or by supporting us financially. You can find out how to do all of that by visiting our website at jubileecircle.com. Many thanks to Audio Coffee from Pixabay for supplying our podcast music. Join us again next week, and until then, take the words of Meister Eckhart with you. If the only prayer you ever say is thank you, that will be enough. We thank you for your time and wish you the kind of week that'll leave you saying, oh yeah.